think that this is just going to fizzle out. I mean, I, I think they're going to completely erase Palestine. They're going to completely yeah. erase Gaza. It's going to be, it's already, I mean, it's already probably for all practical purposes, a area that you can't, un, uninhabitable, right? Because they've destroyed, as of a week ago, there was 50, according to the UN, 50% of the infrastructure was destroyed. So now it's probably, yeah. uh, probably 80% or something. I mean, a lot of it. So it's not yeah. inhabitable. In order to for anything to go back there, they're going to have to rebuild that whole area. It's probably one big money grab in sure that way, right? So what happens there? I mean, we just they, oh. everybody just kind of like, okay, the well, it was genocide, Canal. and let's just move on. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right because commerce must go on, and I think you'll see the Israelis um, long before there was a state of Israel, the Ben Gurion canal there was a, you know i don't know if it was called that at the time but the 1800s they were saying they wanted to compete with the suez canal and there is such a thing as the belt and road initiative it's a constitutional requirement in china uh, to to create a a believe it or not autonomous uh, system of moving people and cargo but primarily cargo around the world um, and people are fighting over who is going to get what contracts where and how does the belt go through here for commercial purposes in this canal, the Ben Gurion Canal that has been planned for a long time would take China max size vessels, uh, which is 800,000 uh, metric tons. Sorry, eight, yeah, 800,000 metric tons. I think I got that right. Um, versus what can go through the Suez Canal right now, which is less than half of that size. So um, I think that happens. I, my suspicion is that they didn't, you know, by mistake, release the fact that there's oil under there as well. And I understand from these documents that, that we've been talking about, there are plans to put nice restaurants and, and nightclubs and uh, condos all up and down this canal um, that will effectively compete with the Suez Canal. So, yeah, there's going to be a rebuilding. Doesn't it make sense? Just like smart cities uh, elsewhere. How about this? You know, Acapulco. That's that right. was slated to be a smart city. What they do, they destroy it. They flatten it. Uh, the place in Maui, same kind of thing. This is just another means of flattening a city to, to make it into something new and different. You get rid of whoever the, the tenants are. Yeah. And then it'll be, it'll be allowed to happen. But I think the public pressure is such there at this moment, they, they've gone a bridge too far. Um, you've got this horrific human element to it and it's leaking out. The press is not as controlled as it was supposed to be. You got alt media like yourself and, and frankly me and clout hub, um, people are now talking and I think that it's the human consciousness that matters. Are you tired of supporting globalist agendas with your hard earned money? Sick of the impersonal big box store experience? Concerned about the safety of everyday products you use at home? Look no further. The Freedom Buying Club is here to revolutionize the way you shop and live. Say goodbye to questionable ingredients and harmful chemicals. They provide a carefully curated selection of safe and non-toxic everyday products from fluoride-free toothpaste to safe cleaning supplies. Your health and well-being matter. And my new favorite is their all-natural beef selection. Taste the difference with their premium all-natural beef. Their commitment to quality means you savor every bite with confidence. No hormones, no antibiotics, just pure delicious goodness. And the best part is it's delivered right to your door. Enjoy the convenience of doorstep delivery. No more endless aisles or crowded checkout lines. They bring your selection straight to your home, saving you time and hassle. 
Join the Freedom Buying Club today and embrace a new era of shopping where you have the power to make choices that align with your values. Take control of your purchases, support local businesses, and prioritize your well-being. Your gateway to independence is just one click away. So I urge you to go to their website at freedombuyingclub.com and you can start your independence today. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Todd Callender coming back to the program. We're going to talk about what's going on in Israel, and he has some really good information to share. We're going to talk about October 7th. We're going to talk about leaked documents for the plan for Gaza, which is a big deal. And then we're going to talk about what really is the plan, the bigger picture plan behind all of this, because there is a bigger picture. These people, all of these people are pawns. We're all pawns. They're trying to get us in divide and conquer. But the, at the end of the day, genocide is still happening. And we're going to talk about that. This is it's a very interesting. Todd is always really interesting to talk to. He's very smart. So I think that you will appreciate this conversation. Before we get into that, I want to tell you uh, my Substack. I have a lot of exclusives, sarahwestall.substack.com. I also just wrote an article on Alex Marinson. I was not happy with one of the things that he published. I think it's a perfect example of controlled opposition. And I wrote an article about, I dissected the article he wrote so that you can see the propaganda in his article. I think it's, it was important to point that out. So if you go to sarahwestall.substack.com, you will see that. Now, I, I, I do follow him. I think some of the stuff that he came out with with covid was good. He provided some control opposition to that, but it was it wasn't as deep as it needed to go as most people know. But he also made the point that he was the only one covering COVID, which we know know is a lie. In this case, he gives justification for genocide, and that's a line that I will not cross. And so I broke down how this is propaganda and what controlled opposition looks like in his article and where what he's doing, how he's spinning things for making a case for genocide. I mean, that's a line I am not crossing, even though I think that the Israelis are innocent citizens and Israel has been killed. That is no justification for genocide. And we're going to talk about it today in this interview. Okay, so you can go to sarahwestall.substack.com and you can see that. Also, JJ Carroll came on and I had originally, I was going to have part of that interview was going to be exclusive for my Substack people, but I made that public. So if you go to sarahwestall.substack.com and you look for JJ Carroll, if you want to see the rest of that interview, that is public and everybody can see that one as well. I try to bring as much information to you for free as possible, but I also need to support myself. So on Substack, I provide good information for people that you won't be hard to find information. I also have the Tavistock book that was for a while was on Amazon for five grand and people on eBay were selling it for 4,800. Now Amazon, I think there were, there was enough complaints where it went down to $25, but I have that PDF. I was, I was able to get that. And so for my subscribers, you can get the Tavistock book as well for free. And um, that one is where I talk about lies. I have Sherry Edwards free class where you can learn about how to discern lies in that posting at the bottom of it. You can also get the Tavistock book PDF for free if you're a paid Substack member, but for everybody else, you have access to Sherry's uh, free class. And so I have that listed as well. 
Okay, so go to sarahwestall.substack.com or go to sarahwestall.com. That's where my home base is and you can sign up for my newsletter. Anybody that signs up for my newsletter also signs up for my Substack. I just connect them all. So you will be able to get that as well. Okay, and one last thing, I am doing a giveaway. We have these pendants that I'm giving away. There's gonna be 10 that we are giving out for free, which is gonna be a drawing. And it's these pendants that help with EMF. And I just did a show with Philip and I on my two great scientists talking about quantum healing and they have proof to show what it does to your blood and how it protects you from EMF. I'm giving away 10 of them. So I will have the link below on where you go to sign up for that drawing and look for that because it's going to be about two weeks from now that I'm going to do that drawing. Okay, let's get into my really good conversation with Todd Callender. Hi, Todd. Welcome back to the program. It's lovely to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, we have a lot to talk about, and I know you've been really doing a lot of homework on what's going on with the geopolitical front, and now we're going to talk a little bit about Gaza and Israel and what you've learned. I know you've been doing interviews. You've been doing a ton of research. There's a leaked document that you have had translated in full, so we're going to talk about it all. Uh, and I don't think people are going to be very happy about what they hear about today because it's, um, I mean, frankly, it's, it's barbaric on all ends. Yeah. So let's talk about October 7th, the fact that innocent Israelis were butchered and murdered and the Israeli intelligence and defense forces stood down. And supposedly the best military and intelligence in the world failed and created this atrocious situation, which matches yeah. this leaked document, which we're going to talk about. So what do you think happened October 7th? Well, like everything else that we've seen in humankind's history of war, at least for the modern area, since we actually started writing all this stuff down uh, carefully, is a pretext. It's it's a created event um, for the purpose of killing people, for purposes of, of, of making things easier to have an excuse to have um, the, the populace go along with it. Vietnam, it was the Gulf of Tonkin incident um, that we now know from declassified documents. There never was an attack on a, on a U.S. Navy ship in, in Vietnam, but it served as the pretext for that war. Yep. Um, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. That never happened. The, the babies being thrown out of the incubators in Kuwait also never happened. 9-11, um, seemingly elements of our government or allies to our government um, destroyed the Twin Towers. Um, yeah, I'm a pilot. I can tell you for a matter of fact, there's no way uh, those airplanes perform those kinds of maneuvers at those speeds. So that's a you know non-starter. So here we are again. And, and when this whole thing was unfolding on Clout Hub, one of my co-directors, Jamie Shearer, is actually talking to somebody in Tel Aviv as this thing's unfolding. And, we, and the next day we did as well. We got back on with a, a good friend of ours, Frank Zelenko, to get some understanding of the context of what it is we're seeing, including people reporting, people there reporting that um, three months prior, the, the Israeli reservists who normally kept guns at their houses were disarmed, that the people guarding that section of the border 
were removed, that the cameras were turned off, that the defense force was effectively told to stand down for seven hours while indiscriminate killing happens and not one single military target was approached. So it's obvious that this was a setup. It's obvious that this was allowed to happen. The question is who set it up and why? And who did it? I mean, was it really... Was it really Hamas or was it rogue Hamas or what was it? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. And we know that Hamas, I suppose, mercenaries, but we know Hamas was put into place by Mossad in the U.S. And the Palestinians really didn't get to vote for him. And they haven't voted for him since 2000 or was it 2005. And the majority of them, according to a survey, don't even support Hamas. And only yes. 6% were allowed to vote back then because the majority of the people in Palestine are children. They weren't right. able to vote back then. Women couldn't vote either. So now you yes. t- you you go, so there was only, what, 25% of the people alive today could have voted. Only half voted for Hamas. They barely got or it. Less. So, or less. It was fixed, probably. They were put in place. So now you're talking like about everything 12. Else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so now you, when you whittle it down, only 6%, this is what Max Egan came up with, and I, and I believe him, that only 6% of the people who are alive today in Palestine could have possibly voted for Hamas. Yes. If, if a vote even matters, because you, yes. you then have the leaders of Hamas sitting in Qatar worth billions of dollars. I, I had lunch all of a, an hour ago with a Turkish guy. Um, you know, who knows the players and, and it's almost like an inside joke to the players in that area, including, you know, when they say, um, you know, we, we don't want them either. Nobody wants the Palestinians. So uh, we're not going to have them in Egypt. We're not going to have them in Turkey. Nobody wants them. So it, it seems to me like it was a well-orchestrated excuse to effectively eliminate 2 million people. And it, I'm sure it helps. That um, from the 1800s, the Israel wanted to put a canal right through the middle of Gaza, and that there's an oil find. Little did I know, I think there's something like a half a trillion dollar oil find sitting underneath it. So, all of these are just simply excuses, Sarah. What what else has changed? It's always just an excuse to get people to go along with it. And what blows my mind, Sarah, is how here we are three generations later. From the time that you had the Nazis locking up um, Jewish people and exterminating them to now hearing Jewish people saying we need to exterminate Palestinians simply because they're Palestinians, that um, that you know, nuclear options are just fine because they're subhuman. Isn't that more or less what the Germans were saying about the Jews? How do it's we get It's the here? same thing. It's the same thing. And there's no excuse you can't say that there's a chosen people or they that because of what they went through, they have the right to do what they're doing today. Exactly. It because makes... that could go back to time memorial, right? All the yes. way back to Cain and Abel. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, so forever, and we have some God that believes that you have the right to do anything and that you're chosen. I don't believe no. there's a God that endorses genocide. I'm not my God. And so well, my God's not supporting this. Not how could it I be if, if we are all God's creations, then, then why would there be such a thing as an imperfect person that, you know, is less than unequivalent to a, another type of human? It, it makes absolutely no it, sense whatsoever. It's, it's just, it, you know what? I don't really, 
agree with the Muslims. I don't like, I think a lot of their traditions are backwards and I'm just not, it's, you know, I'm not really a hardcore Muslim fan, but I'm a human fan and they have no, I mean, what you have to be able to think objectively here. Yeah. Our culture fits a little bit more or a lot more with the Israeli culture. Right. But that does not mean we support genocide period. That's exactly right. Because once you start down that slippery slope, there is no going back, right? That's the point. And, and I think that's exactly where this all leads. And I think that's actually the, the whole point of this is that you can always demonize a, another group and through division uh, and, and that superiority complex, you can justify killing people. They always have, they always will until humanity comes to a point, just as you said, um, we've got to grow up. We've got to get past right. this and understand what are our commonalities, not what are our differences. And it just blows my mind, Sarah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this, what's really going on, because I know that we're going to talk a little bit more about the planning of it and leaked documents and some of the things that we think is up to this. But let's talk about what's going on in Gaza before we get into that. So people have an idea of how this really is genocide. Um, this isn't a normal war, right? No. There, there isn't a military that they're fighting. They're bombing right. citizens and rogue employees of a, of a government. I mean, I don't know, Hamas, you know, they're the rogue. But if you were going to kill, okay, I, I love this analogy, this the serial killer analogy. If a serial killer came into your neighborhood, Todd, and killed 10 people, you'd be pissed and you'd want to get that serial killer, right? We all would. That serial killer needs to be off the face of the earth or at least put behind bars, right? Or in a sane asylum or something. Remove the threat. Remove the threat. But we're not going to remove the threat by bombing his whole neighborhood and taking out 50 <laughs> people while we take him out. Yeah, that's right. That's it, what it, they're it, doing. It, believe it or not, there are laws on this. There is international law and a great deal of it that comes out of war. In fact, Nuremberg, known for um, outlawing the experimentation on humans, actually was the basis for international criminal law. Hague and Geneva Conventions came of that, whereby humans universally agreed with what you're saying that, hey, civilians are non-combatants. We have to make provisions where governments are going to war against each other, that you've got to provide a safe exit for these people. You've got to use weapons that don't um, indiscriminately kill everybody. So this is where you see smart bombs and things of that nature were, um, were developed out of these international conventions on the laws of war. Um, and so this is the strange part of this whole thing that, you know, Israel is signatory to all of these agreements, as are all the neighbor nations in the area. Palestine, of course, has argued they're not a nation at all. So they have no rights. And that's precisely what, what Israel is using as the, the basis for destroying indiscriminately all of them. They, they allow theoretically for these people to leave to the south. Uh, and then, as I understand it, they, they effectively destroyed the, the camp that all these people were living in. 50, so they, 50 camps, 50 UN refugee camps have been bombed. So, okay. So, this, so <laughs> for I mean, to I, what I, end other than genocide? That, that's all one can characterize this as. There is no other way to characterize it. They bombed, Todd, they bombed a, an ambulance caravan that the Red Cross, I mean, if you believe the Red Cross and UN, I mean, but they bombed, that. this is reported for sure, they bombed the ambulance caravan 
The Red Cross was accused yeah. by Israel of of um, hiding Hamas in this caravan. And they were pissed and they said, no, we were not. These were actually injured people. We were trying to take to, in to Egypt because you bombed the hospitals and there isn't electricity. And so we can't, we don't, we can't, we have nothing here to help them. So it was a caravan of ambulances that they bombed. And then eventually Israel said, okay, after accusing the Red Cross of being a traitor and, and supporting Hamas, they said, okay, we made a mistake. Are you looking for the ultimate Christmas gift for the prepper in your family? Or maybe you are looking for affordable ways to prepare for what may be coming. If this is you, we have a curated list of unique gifts for all members of your family. But within that list, we have the ultimate list of prepper gifts. It includes important essentials from the medicine garden that turns your backyard into a complete natural pharmacy to the DIY solar panel guide that saves you up to 85% on solar panels. We also have the air fountain that extracts up to 10 gallons of water from even the driest desert air to the guide that helps you build a portable space energy generator to power your entire home for less than $300. And wait, there's more. The ultimate woodworking guide that comes with over 16,000 of the best woodworking plans available so you can make anything you want or need. And there is even more. To see all the options, go to sarahwestall.com under shop and look for the unique Christmas list on the top of the shop page or use the link below. And then in the, in the meantime, where do you see the political elements of the Palestinians? Where are they standing up screaming from the rooftops? Are they doing that from Qatar? Because that's where I understand they reside. Um, the, the leadership of Hamas are billionaires that they have siphoned off all of the money that was destined to the Palestinian people who are destitute. They always have been. Um, and yet the leadership of their political organization sits in luxury in Qatar, not well, even in that's Palestine. Why, that's why the survey in Palestine, where they asked them if they supported Hamas, the majority of the people don't even support them. They don't want them. But you're but yet they it's pay like, for it. But yet they pay, it'd be like us getting bombed for what Biden does. We know Biden is, is illegitimate. He was put in exactly. place. It was a coup on our government. And then we get bombed because Biden's an idiot. That and is the same thing. I, I will tell you one of the things that bothers me so much about this too, from, the, from just a human perspective, you know, I live and I work in the international financial world. I'm not even, you know, resident in the United States. And where we encounter Palestinians heretofore are people looking for a passport. They don't even have passports. They have to buy or somehow finagle a passport from another country if they want to leave, right? No other country really wants them, but we encountered some years ago, the Saudis um, who might've had them as employees or whatever would actually um, make investments in Caribbean nations in order to get passports for their Palestinian employees. If you can imagine that. So it's not like, it's not like they can just pick up and leave. They literally are in a giant, you know, open air prison. It's really what it is. And by the way, Sarah, the scary part about it is that's what the rest of us are destined for. That's what smart cities are. The, Gaza is a smart city. There's cameras and machine gun nests hooked into AI all around the place. You couldn't move with it without a camera knowing about it. So they know. And that's what they want for us. So the fact that they're saying all this, they know what was going on. Their intelligence, they it's a no. Let's talk about this. Do. I know that's what's asinine about this. Let's talk about the leaked document that you, your organization has been translating it because that's what you do over there at Truth Hub. 
But thank this, you. This document is tells the story before October seventh of how they want to clear out Gaza and then move them to a land area in Egypt. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it actually came from the IDF. It's um, And this was um, leaked in an Israeli newspaper, which by itself I think is actually really interesting. But yes, this was a, a, a plan. Um, and it has been for some time, seemingly according to this. And, um, and a fairly open secret from what I can tell, it, given that it was leaked into the newspaper. But... Um, to, to effectively create the pretext, the basis for what ultimately is the Samson option, as I understand it, is a predicate to engage in um, such atrocities, such a genocide of the Palestinian people that could lead to a confrontation with Iran, who had pledged to support the Palestinian people and end in uh, effectively a nuclear exchange called the Samson option. And I don't know if you had a chance to see that. No, explain it to the listeners what this is and you know what is the Samson option. Sam, so just funny enough, last week one of um, the military people got in trouble with Netanyahu because he actually had talked about Israel having nuclear weapons. Heretofore, that's been a secret, and he let the cat out of the bag. But the the belief is that Iran has at least uh, rudimentary nuclear weapons and that any tactical um, weapon going off that, that has nuclear components would serve as a pretext for Israel to unleash their nuclear arsenal um, and effectively destroy all of not just you know Palestine, but Iran as well. You know, their their enemy for God knows how long for eons. Uh, and so. The, this whole thing very well could be the pretext to what would become a global war, global conflict, and a nuclear one at that. And I don't think it's by coincidence we saw last week, actually, I think it was this week, Noah Harari, right, Mr. World yeah. Economic Forum, um, is actually openly saying this, the, that Israel has the justification to use a, um, a nuclear weapons on these people. And the, the scary part about it is that there isn't any any consideration of humanity that they don't look at these people as, as even being people, Sarah, they're just a nuisance. They're just in the way they, they literally look at them as though they're a different species. Yeah. They just think there's no, there's they interview people in Israel and they say that they don't think they belong there. They're not, they should even, <sighs> what do they say? Their Bible or their, uh, uh Goyim. Yeah. They say that we shouldn't share dinner with them. Because that's, they're, right. that's what they believe in their religion. But, you know, it, it hate goes both ways, right? The Palestinians sure hates the Israelis and the Israelis hates the Palestinians. Okay, from my perspective, okay, you guys both hate each other. But that still does not justify any of this stuff that's going on. And so it does, it, when you look at the big picture, it becomes obvious that they have a bigger plan. They want to get them yes. out of there. Now, do you think that, this is you just got done saying World War Three that yes. this is their premise because they tried to yes. turn Ukraine into World War Three. It didn't right. work. That's are right. they using this because Ukraine didn't work, or are have they has this been in the plans and the works anyways, and they're just moving on to their next target? All all of the above. Any mm -hmm. any pretext, any means of accomplishment will do. We know 
for instance, back to 1994, the, the, the world's governments agreed in Cairo that 7 billion people had to be removed from this planet by 2030. That's where Agenda 2030 comes from. It was actually originally the agenda for the 21st century. Um, and so along comes, if you're going to kill 7 billion people, not an easy thing. You know, how do you go about doing it? Would you make it military? <laughs> yeah. Would you convince people to kill themselves? Yeah, that's what this COVID nonsense was about, You're convincing people to take a bunch of poison. It didn't work well enough. And lo and behold, we have, you know, the Ukraine conflict with Ukrainians actually shelling Chernobyl or trying to start a nuclear exchange. That didn't work. So, you know, why wouldn't this also work out of the blue on October 7? I guess it was the last day of a, of a religious holiday in Israel. Um, you know, the, the most horrific kind of carnage one can imagine is completely unjustified other than for the purposes of pretext of, of war. And when you see these documents get leaked, the beautiful part about this, Sarah, is that we're starting to see this everywhere. Good people inside of these horrific governments are saying no more. Um, there are stories even inside of Israel with you know pilots, the most trained pilots on this planet. Um, the amount of investment in these people is incredible, and they're handing back the keys, saying, I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm not going to be part of That's the beautiful genocide. part. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of good people all over the place that, I apologize for my dogs here, but there's a lot <laughs> of good There's a lot of good people all over the place. And you just talked to Zelenko, right? The brother of Zev Zelenko. Awesome guy. Yep. And he is a Jewish person, but he sees through it. Can you tell yes. me what he said? Because this is... People think it's all Jews. It's not. And we got to make sure that we don't uh, do the opposite and, and hate that's all right. Jews or hate all some, because that's it's right. not all Jews. This is what is that's propaganda, too. So talk you about what. Is. Yes. Well, they're, they're, they're all, again, a pretext. Everybody's so worried about the, the division, how they can you know fear that person or despise that person because they're different. If you if you talk to Frank, he's such an engaging guy. Um, and, and fascinating. And his depth and understanding of religious texts and history is phenomenal. I'm not sure I've ever talked to anybody with, with such depth. Um, and he arrives at the exact same conclusion, that, that all of this is a show, that the end goal, which is frankly at the end of the day to eliminate humanity, right? That's what we are in. It's an extinction level event, yes. and it's been planned for a very long time. And we're falling for it. That's effectively what he's saying is that we are being tricked into killing each other through the same old tried and true methods that have been happening for thousands of years. You know, all of this goes back to biblical things. And this is his point is that until such time as we can put all these differences aside, we can continue to count on um, on this kind of violence happening. And, and God love him. He's you know, said, look, you, you're going to have to take care of yourself until this sorts out. Get yourself armed. And, and how dare these Israelis give up their weapons? Um, and that's I think part of this is personal responsibility, Sarah. You know, if people would have taken it upon themselves, if those reservists were armed, um, if the Israeli Defense Force wasn't told to stand down, him and others like him have confirmed maybe five minutes and, and that um, attack would have been quashed. So, so why let it happen for all this period of time? And it's really, it, it boils down to the same old issue that we are being goaded into killing ourselves, all of us, the entire human population. They're being manipulated and propagandized to That's kill right. each other and ourselves. That's right. And you just want it to stop, just stop. Okay, so what do you think 
is going to happen to Israel. I mean, this is kind of biblical because people aren't, the majority of the people I believe see through this genocide, they're losing the propaganda war. Yes, they are. People do not like this. No matter where you are, this feels and smells like genocide, right? Because it is. Yes, (laughs) I know. And so (laughs) it's, and so what's going to happen? I mean, is the world going to turn on Israel? I mean, that's no. what you don't think so. I don't so. think so. No, what I don't do you think, think so. I, I, I think as odd as it sounds, that humanity finds itself, that we catch ourselves. The, the owners of this world who have controlled everything for thousands of years, I think are missing. There are certain indications that tell me that that started, frankly, when Trump was in office. I don't know how much of it was due to him. But you look at indicators such as um, the, the Bank for International Settlements, the owner of the world's money supply. They own the private central banking system. They actually make money out of thin air and they get governments to authenticate their their currencies through debt. It's a global debt model economy run by the Bank for International Settlements. At the end of the day, they had built themselves a new home to to, um, rule over the planet upon the conclusion of exactly what's supposed to be happening right now, the destruction of of the human species and the transformation of what lefts of humanity into a slave species, homo borgenesis, funny enough. Um, and they built that in Astana, Kazakhstan. If you look at the city, you'll see it's full of all occult references. All the buildings are built in such a fashion. And what happens in 2019 is um, there's one firefight between the government forces and a bunch of really angry Kazakhs who wanted their money. It wouldn't take central bank digital currency, wouldn't have vaccine passports. Lo and behold, they, uh, they drag their government people out into the streets, behead some, burn down the houses of those wow. giving the poison shots. I guess it was 2020, sorry or 2021 even, Um, the the point of which is, lo and behold, while um, the old armor from from Russia was being sent to Ukraine with the saber rattling, the Spetsnaz and the good armor went to Astana, and Vladimir Putin took Astana, the home for the Bank for International Settlements. That could not have happened if the owners were in power. You see Trump arriving in, in Saudi Arabia gets the, the ceremony of the kings. You see the, the crest on the Windsor Castle gets removed. You see the black forest belonging to the Rothschild family is raided by hundreds of police cars and being dug up. And what do we see now? We see an auction happening of all of their goods from their various estates. Those are the owners of this world or the families that represent them. And yet they are not here to the point where do you really wonder, is, is it, how is it even possible that Trump got into office? How is it possible that using U.S. artillery um, the Ukrainian army couldn't you know, take out Chernobyl. It's a great giant target. You can land a, a munition on a dime at 13 miles, but they couldn't hit the target. All of these things, uh, including the shots themselves, we're not supposed to be here, Sarah. You know, the, we, we weren't supposed to stop the U.S. military from giving shots to everybody with use of force, but we did stop them. All of these things are impossible to have happened, and yet they're happening right now. And I think it's this pause that's caused this machine over time was built so carefully for all these intersecting cogs to work. And there's a giant monkey wrench in there giving us the opportunity to stop, smell, look, and understand, holy cow, we're killing each other for what? I think that happens. I think this conversation, Sarah, your sentiment, your mentality, your ability to communicate this with others by itself has the effect of spreading throughout humanity's consciousness. And we stop and we take a pause and see, why are we doing this? 
we just stop and don't do it again. Just stop. So now, was their intent to start World War III in Israel and have yes. the world turn against Israel? Is that their intent? And that this is, but you think that will backfire? I don't, I don't know that it matters if the world turns against Israel or not. What matters is that 7 billion people are wiped off the face of the planet before 2030. That's the deadline. Um, and the deadline they gave themselves for reasons I don't fully understand. I don't think it matters who, who wins or who loses. Um, at the end of the day, the owners are above all of us. They, at the end of the day, governments are a fiction. They're a facade because the owners of this world own the governments. And, and this is the interesting part. Like I said, the people, if they're people that have controlled these moving pieces on the chessboard, if they're not there anymore, the chessboard is sorting itself out. And I think that's where we're at. We're going through the, the, the motions, the, um, the experience of figuring out what's really true. And I think, Sarah, everything we think we know is a lie. That's probably true. Okay, so <laughs> that's what we're trying to get to is what do we really, what what we're is trying really to get the at. truth, right? Okay, yeah. so if they aren't here any longer, who initiated this on October 7th and who... Who's yeah. still behind all this? Because they're still obviously... Great question. Yeah. Well, there are playbooks, and we actually have some of those playbooks. The agenda for the 21st century, these, these characters actually went to the trouble of writing all this down. It's in UN um, multilateral treaties and conventions, amongst other places. But the one world government apparatus through the OECD, the FATF, and the United Nations et al., including the World Health Organization, you know, they had prepared for all of this to happen. They're above um, governments. And, you know, the same players are there. The, the people that were chosen by the owners to serve, Joe Biden's a great example. And nobody voted for that guy to be where he no, is. And nobody's no. supporting that guy. But, but there he is. You look at what's happening in Argentina right now. They have a, a Trump kind of a character that, you know, clearly had a, a huge amount, if not most of all of the popular vote. But, you know, the election oddly went against him and he's seemingly going to lose in court. It's the same thing over and over again, even in the states for governor races. Um, the, it's the people that are a step down from the owners that are still trying to make the playbook happen because that's all they know. They've got the playbook. They have to see it through. And it's why it looks so bizarre when they try these things on. I'll give you an example. Inside of the U.S. military, the number one concern the DOD has right now is critical race theory. It's white supremacy and white rage. They are teaching, they're having service members go to courses on white rage when you got, you know, black and Hispanic and Asian and, you know, soldiers all sitting in the same room looking at each other like, you don't look very angry. You look pissed off. But white rage is, is overtaking the military. And it's and they're and all just kind of distracted. sitting there looking at each other going, they are. Oh, Exactly. It doesn't exist, but that was in the playbook. Um, and I think the same thing goes with the, the gay and lesbian rights. It was supposed to be, you know, the, the next form of a civil rights campaign. And people were kind of like, well, dude, if you want to be gay, be gay. Nobody cares. So it's not, it's yeah, the playbook cares. is still there. They're going through the motions. Nobody cares. But, but this is the problem is that the playbook says they got to do it. So they do it anyway. And it looks absurd. And we are now all seeing that it looks absurd. And people are scratching their head and saying, why are they doing this? Because they don't understand. There's a playbook. And, and it becomes more obvious every day. And this is another one, Sarah, that you know, the attack is, on October 7th in the playbook. 
but this it place, is. this is genocide. It, so whoever's still there are pretty bad guys because they're, bet. yeah. So even if the, the you say that the world leaders were taken out, but we still have all these people. No, I said place. the owners were taken out. I didn't think the world leaders were. The world leaders are all, are the very. They're all there. It's gangsters. the owners. Okay. Yeah, the owners so are gone. They, the ones that they're own probably, the world. They probably are excited that they're gone because now we get to lead without having to be sure. told what to do. And so now sure. it's the next level of group that wants to lead. And there's always yes. a thug that's ready to take over. Yeah, I mean, don't we have Klaus Schwab? He's the ideal Bond villain. He even speaks with a you know kooky German accent. <laughs> we have penetrated the cabinets. You know? I, I mean, know he's like the perfect. He's what, what is it? This is the guy, right? He's the yeah. guy leading the world. Well, but okay, so now we have the genocide going on in Palestine. Okay, and we were going to talk some, a little bit more about that. You think that this is just going to fizzle out? I mean, I, I think they're going to completely erase Palestine. They're going to completely yeah. erase Gaza. It's going to be, it's already, I mean, it's already probably for all practical purposes, a area that you can't, un, uninhabitable, right? Because they've destroyed, as of a week ago, there was 50, according to the UN, 50% of the infrastructure was destroyed. So now it's probably, yeah. uh, probably 80% or something. I mean, a lot of it. So it's not yeah. inhabitable. In order to for anything to go back there, they're going to have to rebuild that whole area. It's probably one big money grab in sure that way, right? So what happens there? I mean, we just they, oh. everybody just kind of like, okay, well, that was genocide, Canal. and let's just move on. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right because commerce must go on, and I think you'll see the Israelis um, long before there was a state of Israel, the Ben Gurion canal there was a, you know i don't know if it was called that at the time but the 1800s they were saying they wanted to compete with the suez canal and there is such a thing as the belt and road initiative it's a constitutional requirement in china uh, to to create a a believe it or not autonomous uh, system of moving people and cargo but primarily cargo around the world um, and people are fighting over who is going to get what contracts where and how does the belt go through here for commercial purposes in this canal, the Ben Gurion Canal that has been planned for a long time would take China max size vessels, uh, which is 800,000 uh, metric tons. Sorry, eight, yeah, 800,000 metric tons. I think I got that right. Um, versus what can go through the Suez Canal right now, which is less than half of that size. So um, I think that happens. I, my suspicion is that they didn't, you know, by mistake, release the fact that there's oil under there as well. And I understand from these documents that, that we've been talking about, there are plans to put nice restaurants and, and nightclubs and uh, condos all up and down this canal um, that will effectively compete with the Suez Canal. So, yeah, there's going to be a rebuilding. Doesn't it make sense? Just like smart cities uh, elsewhere. How about this? You know, Acapulco. That's that right. was slated to be a smart city. What they do, they destroy it. They flatten it. Uh, the place in Maui, same kind of thing. This is just another means of flattening a city to, to make it into something new and different. You get rid of whoever the, the tenants are. Yeah. And then it'll be, it'll be allowed to happen. But I think the public pressure is such there at this moment, they, they've gone a bridge too far. Um, you've got this horrific human element to it and it's leaking out. The press is not as controlled as it was supposed to be. You got alt media like yourself and, and frankly me and clout hub, um, people are now talking. And I think that it's the human consciousness that matters. And I, I don't think, 
Um, for instance, I don't think Iran is going to enter this battle. I don't think Iran is stupid enough to pull the trigger on a nuclear weapon. I don't think there's going to be a global um, nuclear exchange or a global war. I think this thing actually very strangely does fizzle out um, with a lot of learning that, that comes as a result of it. And I think, yes, there's a lot of Israelis that are going to be hated uh, by a lot of the world. And I hope that there will be some introspection. I hope that those people who said um, the, the Palestinians and Arabs generally are, are not human, that they're, they're not as good as us. I hope that they, they look in the mirror and remember that it was only three generations ago, in some cases, one generation ago, um, when they were being characterized the same by Germans uh, in Auschwitz and Birkenau. The same thing. And they're, they're the same thing. Now, do you think that there's almost like a, a trauma that that society has that's damaged them? No. That they're acting out this way? You, no, you, we've you, seen it throughout human history. It it doesn't matter which type of human it is. We have demonstrated for thousands of years that there is an evil element to us. There's good and there's bad in everybody. And somehow, some way, the evil takes over. And uh, and and we've got to put a stop to that. We've got well, to put okay, a stop to that. Okay, so what, what do we do? I mean, because you, you were saying that this... I, I mean, I, I, it's really hard to sit back and watch genocide, right? It's yes, it really is. been it should be. difficult for it me. It should to, be horrible. Yeah. So what are we going to see? A million people dead and then another million yes. displaced? And then what yes. happens to this displaced people? It's, it's, it's going to have to be somebody's problem. In fact, it has to be everybody's problem. And the Egyptians are saying, no, we don't want them. And, and I'm hearing Canada floated. Well, send a million of them to, to Canada. They can, you know, they can take them. And that may well happen, but it has to become all of our concerns, all of our problem, um, or we're doomed to repeat it again. And so we have to raise our thinking, Sarah. At the end of the day, what we've got to embrace is that humanity itself is under attack. And until we understand that, that our governments agreed to poison us, our governments agreed to kill us, and until we understand that there were selected people put in those positions to make that happen, until we hold them accountable and have a reckoning, we are doomed to repeat this. Humanity needs to reflect and understand and embrace the truth. At the end of the day, what you and I are doing is trying to help people find the truth, and that is what matters. Okay, well, let's look at COVID, because COVID was, you know, just like, I just I just learned yesterday that uh, somebody that my son used to play soccer with died from a blood clot. Dear God. And yeah, it was very disturbing. It was really hard for me to hear this. Um, this is ongoing. We're seeing it, but people have the perpetrators yes. are still there. The majority of our government right. is covering it up and lying. We still have Pfizer commercials on in my area. So people haven't been brought to justice at all. And, That's right. and now we got this, will the Israelis be brought to justice for genocide? I mean, how bad does it have to get before the criminals are brought to justice? It's so obvious. I mean, it's so obvious to it me and obvious. you, right? Yes, it is. That we have people wanting to kill us who are still in power and nothing has That's happened. Right. So what, I mean, how... <laughs> You know what I mean? What do, what do we I go do. I do. <laughs> I, I do. You're supposed well, to have answers because so there's a I, lot I, of I us that are just like losing. <laughs> I don't want to lose hope. I'm internally optimistic. And I think that this will all backfire on them as we become more aware. Yeah. But it's kind of hard hope. right now. 
There is hope. And, and the, here's a, a, another hint for you. At this very moment, while you and I speak, there is a trial happening in Costa Rica. Dr. Yeadon, I think everybody knows Michael Yeadon, great guy. Dr. Anami Bahalchia is also testifying about the crimes against humanity. We now have, for the first time, a court that is recognized by UN member nations. Costa Rica is a UN recognized country by international law, by, by notions of comity and treaties. Um, Costa Rica and what it does in its courts has to be recognized by others. There are mutual legal assistance treaties in place. There are conventions they're signatory to, which means that it, when a verdict comes out of this court, and I am sure that there will be one, and it's criminal, then other countries will have to recognize the facts put into evidence, which is everything you and I just talked about, findings of fact that this is a genocide, that the poisons in these shots was done on purpose, and it was for the purpose of killing people and or transforming them into a new species. Those things are coming into evidence. I sued in the U.S. in the U.S. federal courts, as did a bunch of other lawyers. Um, I got two years worth of evidence into the official record uh, in the Tenth Circuit, as a matter of fact, um, before we got chucked out. But universally, all of the U.S. federal courts said, we don't want to hear blah, blah, blah. We don't want to hear your evidence right now. There is a real court in Costa Rica that's taking that evidence. And once that becomes a verdict, once becomes, those become findings, in fact, it is binding on other nations to also recognize. That means that you could start extraditing people. Costa you, Rica could absolutely start extraditing and prosecuting Fauci, for example. Are you, in, are you involved with that case? Only a, only on the tangent side. I wish I was one of the litigators. I am not. Um, but there's really I think good I know. Of, I, I will I have them the next week, I think. Yeah, I think I know the people who were involved. They reached out to me early on too, and they were, and I was just, I, I love what they're doing. The, there was, and, and, it was two average way, people, I think, that just yes, have been, exactly right. You know who I'm so talking about, yeah. I and do. then they then they hired. Do they need an Dustin attorney? And uh, Zyli, I believe. Yes, and I met yeah. with them. I had a uh, meeting with them, and because they were, they wanted to help with some of the free speech stuff, and then they were working with them and. I love what they're doing. I, I hope I I'm a, I want to be a, a silent cheerleader praying for them because they are average people can make a big difference. Right. They needed to yes, hire right. an attorney for the purposes of the court. But yeah. these people know what they're, I mean, they are just, they're, they're very bright. They're artists kind of, they're uh, yeah. thinking outside the box and say, how do we do this? Because this is ridiculous. And they're like, nobody else is fighting it. We might as well. And so the, they are, and they're making progress. They, they are. Today's their day. They're, today is the trial. They're putting on evidence, right? Literally, as we speak, we're going to have um, Dr. Mahalcha is going to join me um, a week. No, I'm sorry. Tomorrow, she's joining me to talk about what happened on my podcast, Truth Be Told. Next week, we're supposed to have Dustin and Zyli on um, as well for next Friday. So I hope you'll join <laughs> and we'll, we'll, well all yeah. go together. I got to reach you know, out to them and just keep giving Please. them encouragement they need that they, yeah they need they need that we all need that and and then the question is what do we do with it and i think that was your very question and the key to this is that people we have come to find over the last three years you've been in this just like i have right trying to get people to understand it but they only seem to understand the masses only seem to take as fact things they see in court documents or they see in commercial media well we can't do commercial media because that's bought we're not going to get there um this however you know, is a real court finding it can be and must be recognized and people need to embrace the truth. I know too many people out there that, that gave their kids the shots have actually said, 
I cannot, I cannot allow myself to believe what it is you're saying, because if I do, that means I killed my own kids. We, we it, have very to confront traumatic. that. There are things we can do. It's, there are things we can do to help them. They, they need to, yeah, and that's one of the things I talk a lot about is different treatments and sources, you know, things that yeah. you can do to heal. But that's traumatic to think that you actually... Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, this is bad. I mean, so we're going through a lot of healing uh, just from that. And now we have it was just more chaos upon chaos, you know, with our borders sure. and with Israel and Palestine sure. and, and Ukraine. And, and now we got this stupid Biden still in office. No, yes. it's just ongoing. Do you... It all leads to the same place, Sarah. Over and over again, it leads to the same place. You and I were just talking about it. It leads to the extinction of our species. If we can embrace this and understand it for what it is, we can stop it. Well, but how do we get past the regular people believing the mass media? I got to say one story. Um, sure. My my kids were talking about, you know, like NewsGuard, because they're, they're the ones declaring this information. So pretty much they're just supporting... Uh, government propaganda and anybody that doesn't support government yeah the fact that anybody that doesn't support government propaganda is misinformation right that's what they are they're and they're even where they have a uh, a contract with the department of defense i mean yes. it's really right. and it's against the constitution they cannot yes, do it, it but they're doing it anyways and that's so right. we are like the old soviet union the mass media is like the soviet union Pravda. propaganda yeah that's what they are how do we I want to, I want to say this, how do we get the regular people to see yeah. that? But I got to say one thing, my kids were talking about it and say, oh yeah, when we see messages that say the government, you know, this is misinformation. I see messages, just a string of messages below it all saying, oh, if this is, um, if they're saying it's misinformation, then we need to read this. She was, yeah, all the younger people are thinking that way. They don't trust the government. So exactly. I think that we're making winning. progress. Yeah, we're making huge because the younger people aren't stuck in their ways. They're not already that, you know, the older people believe the media more than the younger people do. So we're making huge inroads. Yes. And, and do the older ones really matter anyway? And I, I hate to be crass about this, um, but there is attrition and that's happening right now. The very ones who believe the media are the same, the, the believe safe and effective. They're the ones that are, you know, thrice yeah. jabbed and five times boosted, and they're not long for this world. Um, but it, what I think is important nonetheless is that they make peace and reconcile with their family members and those around them, you know, that they ridicule. There has to be a reckoning. There has to be a reconciliation. And we frankly need those people to hold accountable those who fooled others into killing themselves because that's what happened. They were taunted, they were menaced, they were bullied and fooled into killing themselves and their kids. And until that is embraced, until that truth is absorbed and understood and embraced, we're doomed to repeat it. The next attack is coming. Well, it, that is coming. It's going to keep coming. The, the masks were for social control and for yep. dominance. They say you were submissive to us. That was the message that was sent. They knew that. Right. They know they didn't work. They knew it was... Uh, a propaganda tool. They they do it with prisoners. They put masks yes. on them as, as a way to oppress them and to su right. for submission. And so they knew that's what they were doing to the general population. But the average persons have they can't quite get their arms around it, right? The younger people actually are more apt to to embrace it than the older people, and that is so good. But how do we? Okay, it's going to repeat. 
So there's a, there's a case in Costa Rica that is very promising. You know, um, Fulbrick, um, the German slash oh, US. Reiner. Reiner, Reiner Fulmich. Yeah, Reiner yeah. Fulmich. He was arrested and he's still yes. in. So he's one of the leaders in this trying to do a, a Nuremberg 2.0 and he's arrested. Now, yeah. where do you think that's going to go? Yeah, well, as I understand it, and I, and I have not consulted on that case, albeit I would, I would love to be of help if I could be. Um, like everything else, they're just made up charges. This is like the ones going after Trump. These are made up charges. The, there is no basis for this. As I understand it from people that are connected into this case, the money that he's alleged to have stolen from his, his law partners is actually in their accounts. It never went missing. It's all accounted for. It's all sitting right where it should be. But their criminal complaint was used as a basis, again, as a pretext like Israel um, to, to go after this guy and remove him because he's a threat. No different than Trump is a threat. And I got to tell you, I have issues, Sarah. I, you know, he was the father of the vaccines, right? This yeah. is the guy that rolled out Project Warp. He, he signed the executive orders. And he's not running away from that, that he did it. But he needs to explain himself. Even so, even so. That man, um, I think, being persecuted the way he is, must be of such a tremendous threat to the to the owners of this world, to the the playbook and the plan to exterminate humanity. That um, the he is the wake up call to a lot of people, even the the crazy Bolshevik liberals that I'm aware of, and I shouldn't just call them friends because they're not, but people that I know, um, even they are saying, no, this is a, this is a bridge too far. This has gone too far. You can't just make stuff up. Um, and you look at, frankly, my my um, industry, the law industry, throughout this thing, there's like a hundred of us as lawyers that were fighting on this side to stop it. That means there were more than a million other lawyers in the United States alone that were on the other side who did not help. And you look it at these nothing. gangsters, did nothing, or they helped um, perpetuate this or perpetrate the crime. Um, told hospitals, it's fine, go ahead and kill your, your patients. Don't worry about it. that 500,000 they're paying you per head, that bounty, go ahead and take that. That's, that's people, my brethren of sorts in this industry are that evil. So that's, that has to be reconciled as well. But yeah, my point well, is- That's a good point though. Uh, say your point and then I wanna get to- it, it, my, my point is that they've gone too far. You know, and, and God love Mr. Trump for standing the way he is. Forget about my issues with him at this moment. The man is being persecuted and he's showing he the world what it is really happening. He's showing what a facade our government is. I'm sure I told you, but you know, we found out that none of these people have oaths of office, including Jack Smith, the guy that's pro prosecuting Mr. Trump. We did a FOIA request, Freedom of Information request, and the FBI came back. The Department of Justice came back and said, yeah, you're right. The two oaths of office that we have for Mr. Smith are defective. I guess we had probably better get one that is effective. The law says you, nothing you do counts if you don't have this oath of office. The statute is clear. And yet he hasn't slowed down. He's still prosecuting. The judge doesn't even have a valid oath of office. If they are not serving the people, as is demonstrated by such an oath, then who are they serving? And the answer is themselves. And this is the facade we find of our government. And people are starting to. They really need to take a moment and understand this, that what we're seeing is a fiction and we don't have to go with the program. We don't have to go along with this. Well, in fact, okay. the people with the badges and guns don't have to lock up Mr. Trump. They could say, no, you have no authority for this. Yeah, no, if we all just say Trump no. Free. Yeah, it's if we all just exactly. say no and don't comply. But you don't know comply. as well as I do, the court systems are very, very broken. 
you know, there are probably good yeah. people. There's probably a lot of good people in the system, but it's in really the state courts, by the way, it seems that we we're doing okay. It's the federal courts that are such a disappointment. Well, but they are so bad and so corrupt that I think they're all controlled and blackmailed. You know, I yes. looked at our case in the ninth circuit and it, it's a total head scratcher the way that they, the court, the judges behaved were no, yes. they put it out too quickly, four weeks. It usually takes two to three months. No judge would sign their name to it. They made it unpublished for a case on, on free freedom of speech, unpublished. Google even Seven wanted minutes. to make it published. It was so obvious that this thing was fixed. So now what do we do? I mean, we have we have courts that need to become to justice. I mean, these people need to be brought to justice. When the Ninth yes. Circuit is so corrupt, they yes. need to go to prison. Yes. You know, they the judges in our case probably need to go to prison. Yeah. And that, like that so authority many, exists. Yeah. That well, authority how, does exist. How though? Because I would like to see the judges in the Ninth Circuit go to prison, you know, go be tried for not sure. doing their oath and for not being serious about what it was that they were supposed to do. And it's not just our case. But there's a lot, you know, probably your case against the Department of Defense. There's a lot of cases where these judges need to be on trial and they need to do time. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more with you. It's where there is clear abuse of process, that, that must happen. And that, by the way, includes people inside the Department of Justice to some extent. Um, I would say on the whole, um, you know, I'm still a believer in the system itself because the, the notions are right. And we're finding some really exquisite work from judges um, and prosecutors and others in the state courts. And let's remember, the federal government only exists because of the Tenth Amendment and the states who make it, who comprise it. So um, forget about the, the, the U.S. federal government. They were only supposed to be this big compared to the yes. states that were supposed to be this big. All of that got reversed circa civil war. We can undo that and we can go back to state power and state sovereignty. And I think that the, you're seeing elements of that now, even in Florida, I'm not a Ron DeSantis fan, but he's actually done a good job of looking after his people. South Dakota, um, there are states that I'm really enthusiastic about, Utah, that are, are now effectively preparing to coin their own currency, that they have allowed silver and gold to be traded. It's not dependent on the U.S. dollar. Why is that important? Because it makes the rollout of central bank digital currency impossible. Because if there are choices, nobody's going to want the stupid central bank digital currency that's programmable that's and, right. and expires. Right. So, so all of these little hiccups in their master plan are what cause us to, to exploit the freedoms that we find, the littlest ones. And those are all leading to truth. The truth leads to freedom, and frankly, the truth leads to God. Well, okay, I agree with you on that, but what is the process for bringing these judges and these court systems to justice? Because that's, we have to clean up the, because we're not getting anywhere. Yes. Trump went Let's to start court with on so many. Yeah, how do we bring these judges, like half the judges, I don't know how many have, but a, a decent chunk of the judges need to be out on the streets or in prison. We found in this exercise, it's um, Operation Proper Oath. Lisa McGee, who's our lead research, started this whole thing um, out of our case because we, we couldn't believe that Mr. Austin, you know, Lloyd Austin, was doing what he was doing with an oath of office or uh, with, without FARA registration, foreign agent uh, registration. 
And, and he wasn't. And his oath is defective and led us down this road. And we are coming to find that almost no judges have a valid oath of office. Nobody in the U.S. federal government cabinet has a defective as an oath of office. I mean, an effective one. Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, the guy in charge of the border, Department of Homeland Security, didn't even bother to take an oath. The statute on that is 5 U.S.C. 3331 and 3332. There's also a statute that says if you don't have this oath of office, you're impersonating a federal official. Those are also state crimes. Most criminal law is states. States have the rights and the ability to prosecute those. There's not that much federal law that's criminal. So if a state, if a sheriff, believe it or not, they have the authority, if they find that somebody is exercising that judicial power without an oath of office, they have the right and the ability to effectuate arrest and charge and prosecute that person for impersonating a federal official, for impersonating a state official. Those are crimes. They're on the books. They need only be enforced. And we're starting to see a, a, a little movement in that direction that I'm so excited you know, all of this was uh, was changed under the law to be a, a medical uh, military martial law that that the extinguishing of our rights, human and constitutional, was done with a declaration of a public health emergency. And the governor of New Mexico made a public health declaration. No more guns because it's a public health priority that you don't have them. And the sheriffs, eight of them in New Mexico said, no, we're not doing that. That means the sheriffs are finding their power. The sheriffs are finding their voice. They're not enforcing illegal laws. And it only takes a little bit further, Sarah, before they start enforcing the law, which would include this, arresting people who are impersonating federal officials and state officials. But, okay, so let's say they did do their oath and they're just a corrupt, terrible judge. Shouldn't the judges have less power than they have? Shouldn't the judges, I mean, we used to, when the country was founded, they want to get put the power all in the people. So the judges was that was supposed to be there just to kind of moderate what was going on in court. Now the judges are everything. They're, they're judge, jury, and, yeah. you know, they do everything. Make, they have too, way too much power. How do we take well, this power away system. from the judges? Yes. How do we take it, them? Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, is the problem is that the, the balance of power no longer exists. Our federal government was designed such that you have three equal parts, the executive, the judicial, and the legislative, and that each had their own areas that they were responsible for. And should one of them stray beyond their boundaries, that the one of the others or both of the others could fix it. So if, if judges were busy making law, and this actually happened with the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act, Congress created it. The Supreme Court kept ruling and narrowing the application of it, and Congress went back and said, no, court, you're wrong. We wanted to expand access to disabled people, not, not narrow it. So it was actually working back in the late 1990s, early 2000s, where our government had independent powers that were checking each other, the balance of power three different ways. But where that went wrong is when corruption um, you know, took over, when executive agencies, including the intelligence agencies, became so powerful that they were taking over legislative functions and judicial functions, administrative courts, and regulatory bodies, that they effectively invalidated um, what it was that our courts and what it was that our legislature were doing. And, and the problem is nobody stopped them. Why? Because they all got paid. They That's all got what paid it is. They all care. got paid. Well, and we should almost look, you look at the money trail, if there's any judge in yeah. the court system has gotten paid yeah. they're gone they're, now that's yes. bribery they took a bribe and and I, we we should dig into all that and see and i'm sure there's a paper trail if there was transparency sure. 
And we could clean up our judicial system pretty quickly with just- You could. And by the way, the, it's the legislature is just the same in the executive branch. They are all bought. They are. This I is know, the, they're all this is the issue. It's not mail. just the judges. Yeah, we really, I'm just, I really focused on Congress so much and you know the, the people who, on how much they have been blackmailed and how much we need to deal with them. Yeah. But now we're seeing, well, the, we have no, re, there's nothing we can, no recourse because the entire judicial system's blackmailed too. So yeah. you, we got to, you know, we got to fix one of them. We got to well, fix can. one of you the can. areas. You can. And, and, it, and what it is, is the invalidation of the federal system. You know, at the end of the day, governance is local. You know, some person in D.C. might make an edict X, Y, and Z, but whether people in Timbuktu, you know, New Mexico follow that edict depends entirely on local law enforcement. Where there isn't law enforcement, there is no law. So the key to this whole thing is winning the hearts and minds of our local law enforcement, the guys and gals with the guns and badges who actually took an oath and meant it. And I think most of the people in public service that risk their lives every day whether it's in the military, whether they're local law enforcement, they actually meant it when they raised their hand and said, yeah, I take an oath because I'm looking after these people who I know. And that's the key. It's about human relationships. And this is the part that goes back to what you're talking about in terms of Israel and Gaza. If those people had relationships, right, they, it's a lot they harder to like kill a person you know and you look at. They, look, they, if they were working together, like Martin Luther King said, they yeah. would, yeah. Right, so we got to stop the division part, and we we are yes. so we are so used to we're so trained to hate just because somebody has a difference. And, and I, I would like to use this gay and lesbian thing as a model. Nobody cares. Isn't that great? Go be gay. Nobody cares. N nobody Give cares. We just care yeah, if you're going to cram it down be. our throats so the kids get transgender exactly. surgery or something. But we don't care what you do. We don't care if you exactly. get transgender surgery. Just don't cram it down the throats of kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that can be a model is what I'm trying to say. It's like, like the critical race theory in the military, you know, <laughs> service members are like, I don't know what, what they mean by this, you know, hatred. There's any around me. Th this is how it should be. We, uh, if we are all together and we can put away these, these crazy notions of division, turn off the TV, um, you know, and, and communicate with each other. I think we can do this. And that, you asked me, where does this end? I think we've got seven years of, of, understanding all of this and it's going to just take people time and it starts sarah with people understanding that humanity is marked for extinction and if we don't find our commonalities if we don't band together our species is extinct that's it we're done we got one shot at this because they're going to keep going after us to try to yes, depopulate they and they're they not done but even if they got us. but even if they got rid of the leaders they're going to keep them so that means there's new leaders in place well, we can all be leaders, right? I mean, this is kind of the, the, the way that we stopped the U.S. military, by the way. The biggest killing machine on the planet. Yeah, I filed the first lawsuit. There were 10 right behind me. That isn't what did it. What did it was 400,000 service members all banding together, setting up collaborative efforts and groups and having little courses on all of these different templates and, and means by which they could paper the holy hell out of the DOD. And that's what they did. It was 400,000 people inside the military said, no, we're not doing it. And they filed their papers and they, they did such a, a tremendous job of raising a ruckus that it stopped the biggest killing machine on the planet. It's made everybody inside the DOD stop and think. 
right? That's it. it. It made everybody have to confront the facts before them. If we can do that, if we could stop the biggest killing machine on the planet, then we can do that with the owners too. We can do that with the master plan to destroy 7 billion people. Master plan. My God. Okay. Well, local, everybody says it's local. You're saying it's local. It they is. have worked hard to infiltrate local too, right? Yes, that's true. They've gone all the way down to the local because they know it's local too. They have the prosecutors, well, in the court system they have, but they've also done an even school board, city council. Sure. A lot of these places, especially the big cities, the city councils yep. are placed. So how do we deal with that? How do we deal with the blackmail and the infiltration at the local level? You will find almost universally, all of those people don't have a valid oath of office because that's what we have found. And so the statutes are on the books. But if you don't have one, you can't serve that you are actually impersonating an official. And that's a crime in all the different states. It all says the same thing. The first order of business, when you go to visit your sheriff, show me your oath of office. Each state has its own rules, um, but they have to have one because every state does require it. So show me your oath of office. And what you come to find, and this came out of doing bond claims in Colorado and the Western United States, half the, half the sheriffs, half the people in government in school boards didn't have it. That means you only needed the basis to throw them out. You don't have an oath of office. Everything you did was, was wrong. It's invalid and you undo it. It takes the will of the people. It takes people having the conviction to say no. That rule wasn't done right, whether that's the school board, your city council, or your sheriff, your county board of supervisors, your governor. Who's this lady in Arizona? Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's a joke, but the people have the power. They just have to be convicted, and they have to stand behind what it is they believe. Has it worked? Have we had anybody be? Yeah. Who has, have we gone after over the not doing an oath, and how has it worked? Yeah, it actually has happened quite a bit amongst the um, school boards and, and places like that. They're being replaced. And um, in the case of the federal government, Rochelle Walensky, believe it or not, after we filed our Rick Guaranto with the U.S. Attorney, she resigned from the CDC. She had She's a effective awful. oath of office. And then, and then, by the way, the um, Committee and Department of Energy and Commerce, uh, they saw what it was we were doing and they did the investigation. And they also said, Holy cow, um, Anthony Fauci and all the people that he um, hired and all of the grants that they gave were invalid. And now you've got a congressional committee um, doing investigations and, as I understand it, hearings on top of that to invalidate the things that happened. So it's a function of getting it out into the open, talking about it. Another good example is when the, the governor of New Mexico tried to take everybody's gun and the sheriff said, no, it's unconstitutional. It, whether it's an oath or simply an illegal act or something unconscionable, it has the same effect if you just say no. So my point is this, sir, we've got to get close to the people that are, are enforcing these laws, the people with the guns and the badges. They need to understand what it is you and I are talking about. They need to understand all of the... the the dangers that come from, from those who control us, they need to come to grips with the fact that they too are marked for extinction. Even these mercenaries who went and shot up a bunch of people in Israel, until they understand their families are also marked That's for extinction. Right. Right? Everybody has family. Everybody has dependents. Everybody has someone they love. We are all doomed if we don't stop this. They're trying to go after all of us. Even the drug cartel us. that is running That's the right. border and doing stuff, maybe That's you right. guys can kind of pop your head up and figure things out too. 
because they're really being used as useful idiots and they don't sure care. They, they make are. a ton of money, well, right? I think it might be a little bit different. I think they are actually using our politicians as useful idiots. I, I think that they've been under, in control for a very long time. and They've simply outspent true. and bought whatever politicians they need. Well, the cartel money, the cartel money is so infiltrated into certain states that on both sides of the aisle that they won't do anything about it. That's, That's right. what's going on in Arizona. According to the Breger report, the money is so, you've heard of the Breger report. It's that's yeah. freaking awesome. So I got to get who you. Controls who? John Thaler. I got to get you in <laughs> contact with him and you got to interview him, but love to. that would be a good interview for you because they are showing that the drug cartel is so intertwined that they're paying yes. off judges a lot of they're fixing it. So a lot of there's phantom judges and phantom people in the system that don't even exist who are doing all this stuff. But they also have a lot of blackmail judges and people who are acting as attorneys who don't even have their license. You know, all these things. Oh, God. There's all sorts of things that they came up with. But the money is so deep and the, the cartel money is so deep on both sides that they don't want to do anything because they claim it's going to take down the economy of Arizona by cleaning it up. You said something really important when you first started talking about this, which was, you know, the cartels need to understand that they've got family too. That was the sentiment. That's right. There is a live example of this, by the way, in Italy. Um, Sicily is effectively run by the mafia. The government is invalidated. And as I understand it, it's really the entire Italian government. If there's a problem, you don't go to the police, you go to the mafia. They solve the problem. People pay tax effectively to the mafia and they don't worry about the government. Be, why? Because the government was so invalid. It was so inept at what it did. It was so abusive that people preferred to have the mafia That's as their right. control mechanism. That's sad. And, yes. and, and yet, and yet it's working. So what does that tell you? It tells you that of the two choices, the government is worth worse than organized crime. It means the government is less fair than organized crime. It means that organized crime have a heart right, compared to the government people. They care about the, right, the that's people. That Isn't means. that sad? My dad was talking yes. about how in Chicago, the, the um, things used to be run by the mafia. And that things could get done. I mean, you could actually, you know, might have to bribe somebody or whatever, but things actually got done. Yeah. Now they've turned it into such a circus with the government that it's a lot worse. You can't get things done anymore. So that'll, exactly that'll happen, what right? you were saying. Exactly. People, people will choose the option that works and it may take a little bit of time, but at the end of the day, um, they, they are invalidating themselves. Those very same judges, those very same people in government who are serving themselves they're giving themselves the money for free. They're taking it from us and they're giving it to themselves. No different than the laundering $100 billion through FTX the Bahamas. Right. It's now open. It's now obvious. They are ostracizing themselves. It's time. We just have to be honest. It's really what it takes is for us to confront the truth as uncomfortable as that is. Wow. Okay. So how do people follow you? Oh, yeah, cool. Um, well, I, I spend an inordinate amount of time at Cloud Up because we bought the company or the majority of it uh, last year. And so I now spend much of my time running that company. We have um, a, a front end of Cloud Hub called Vax Choice. And so I have a weekly podcast called Truth Be Told. That's where you find me when I'm not there. I spend a lot of time with Dr. Lee Vleet and, uh, and my law firm, which is Disabled Rights Advocates. Um, still three years later doing pro bono legal work, trying to help people out of the shots or anything else they need. That's just so great that you're doing that because uh, it, you could be suing people for the rest of your life. I mean, it's that big of yeah. a problem. 
It is. We're, we're gearing up for that. The, what I'd said before is the state courts are actually starting to respond now to our lawsuits. Like I said, there's about a hundred of us on this side and we all collaborate. We're starting to make progress. So with some luck, um, we'll start hitting on these lawsuits and getting people some money for their horrible injuries and, and deaths in the family. And that's what they need. They, you know, they money's do. not going to solve yeah. their problems, but it's at least it's something to keep them yeah. going and to, to that, that, that the crime has been perpetrated on them. That's, that's right. what the money says. It's like, yes, we acknowledge that you, something happened that's not proper and we'll pay you for that because we acknowledge this is a crime. That in and of itself is what the money is for almost. That more it, than the it is. It's exactly how our system works in the civil realm. You can't you can't replace a life, but what you can do is is create some ease um, by which it goes. That's damages. That's what money money is supposed to do is to make it all a little bit easier. It's Although we all deserve that ideas. We all deserve damages for what we've been through. I mean, well, my God. the truth is, you know, sir, we our species is under attack. And by the way. For those that got the shots, at least they have been changed into a new species that is owned by the owners. They are now slaves under the law. That cannot be. That cannot be. But you know that what? When I raise this yeah. issue with the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, we don't want to hear it. Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, they're not going to hear any of that. Well, that gets back to the the abuse, the the blackmail, yeah. and the the corruption yeah. issue within our courts. It in worst case. Even if they don't believe it, uh, this is then just rule on it and say, okay, they can't own you. They can't exactly. be slaves. Exactly. Just rule on it so that we can make this official. Yep, they wouldn't hear it because there was no good answer. I mean, the reality is if they ruled um, in my favor, yes, you know, this is a new species. The law says that they're owned. You'd have the whole globe up in arms. If they ruled against me and said, no, um, that you're, you're not owned, this is not a new species, then all the people that spent billions, if not trillions of dollars on patents on how to own people and how to make them into slaves and cloud computing nodes, they would have disenfranchised those people. So there was no Which, good answer. So they well, just said, on. we're not hearing it. Well, international law is that you can't have slaves. So you can't just change well, the 13th something amendment. else and claim the 13th that amendment of our constitution. Yes. 1865 says you don't get to own people. And that was my claim to the court that, that this is unconstitutional. And you're absolutely correct, by the way. There were two um, pieces of international law that we cited as well. You're absolutely correct that that is also there. It's, it's universal. You don't get to own people. And yet there's, there are slave markets in Libya. I but know. you know there, there are know. slaves, you know, sex slaves throughout the United States. They're everywhere. Slavery is is all around us, sadly. Well, we have people that that just aren't don't belong in a civilized society. <laughs> right? I'm not sure they're people, Sarah. I'm not sure they're There's people. something wrong with them. Okay, again, where do they find you? Yeah, Clout Hub is the easiest place to find me. C L O U T H U B. Um, and other than that, disabled rights advocates are Vax Choice. That's two X's. Thanks, Sarah, for having me. Really Thank kind you. of you. And I, I hope that you will join me. Let's use yes. Dylan and Xylee as an excuse. I'd love to. Yes. All right, Tell me deal. all about it. Send me the link and I will join you. That'd be awesome. I'd love it. So Thank cool. you so Thank much. Thank you. It's just fun hanging with you. Yeah, you're great to talk to. <laughs> all right. See ya.